Blog Talk Radio. Okay, Joe, we've got you on. I'm going to mute Good. you. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Making Inspired Choices with Coach Linda. I'm your host, Linda Stevens-Jones, a certified Christian life coach, and it is such a pleasure to have you as a part of today's audience. If you're listening to this show on replay mode um, later in the week, I'm glad you could tune in as well. For those of you who are joining the broadcast for the first time, welcome. This program is broadcast live on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. The show is designed to give you some life coaching tips and inspiring interviews that will leave you uplifted and encouraged. I started this program recognizing that we all need encouragement sometimes. Have you ever gone through a challenging period and felt like no one understood or was in your corner? Well, this broadcast was created to give you a place to feel that you belong and that you're connected with no judgments whatsoever. Here, you are accepted in a community. We accept you right where you are. And hopefully, as you listen to the broadcast, you'll hear some questions or ideas that broaden your perspective, leave you a little less burdened, and give you some uplift. So I hope you'll put this broadcast on your calendar and come back to join us for future episodes. Last show, I offered something a little different, an open mic, and the response was really fantastic. The whole show was dedicated to whatever our listeners wanted to discuss, and it was super to have you all call in and honor your father's or share some of your summer plans, or just what's going on with you. Thanks to all of our callers during the last broadcast. So let's get into our topic for today now. We're talking about what have your challenges prepared you to do? What have your challenges prepared you to do? That may sound like a strange question to some of you, Because when challenges come, you may instead be asking yourselves, why is this happening to me? Or how am I ever going to get ahead now that this has happened? Or you may say, what's next after everything else that's happened to me? Or the, you know, one that we all ask sometimes, why do these things always happen to me? Anybody relate? Well, as a life coach, I want to invite you to consider a different perspective about challenges. And today, it's not how to totally get rid of them, I'm afraid. No. Today, or every day, challenges come into our lives, right? But today... Consider the questions you're asking yourselves when you're facing challenges. 
do the kinds of questions and thoughts that you have going on make you feel better and help you to move forward? Or do your questions disempower you or make you feel weaker? Think about a question like I said earlier. Why do these things keep happening to me? What does a question like that make you feel? Sometimes the only thing in life that we have control of is how we react to a challenge or circumstance. As I said, they're going to come. At some point in life, we're all going to face challenges. But how we look at the challenge or how we react to it is something that we may want to do a little differently. So here's an idea that may help you feel stronger and more resilient when we reflect on the challenges. That's where this topic I want to dwell on today comes in. What have your challenges prepared you to do? Have you noticed that it is usually in the face of challenges that you really grow and learn how much you can deal with and keep standing? I believe some of our biggest life lessons come through challenges. Actually, I know that's true, as I'll point out if you'll let me digress for a moment. For my 50th birthday, I had this idea to get my friends to share their major life lessons with me. I wanted to capture them all in a life, a life lessons notebook for myself, if you will. Well, thanks to my husband's help, I received over 90 responses. And the majority of what my friends shared were lessons that they learned during moments of great challenge in their lives. And in many cases, those lessons even shaped their future lifestyle. So I ask you again, what have your challenges prepared you to do? I believe for me, my challenges have prepared me to be more compassionate and empathetic toward others. I can see and sense hurt and suffering beneath the surface in others, and I'm drawn to want to help and show compassion. I feel the greatest preparation my personal challenges have prepared me for is to be a loving and compassionate caregiver for my mother. So what's different or what are you more aware of about yourself as a result of your challenges? Are you more understanding, more giving, faithful? Are you more um, kind in ways that others around you may not be? Are you stronger than you thought? Are you more patient? than others in your circle, than maybe some family members or friends. Sometimes when we've grown more patient, it could be related to some of the challenges, some of the challenges that have been faced in the past where things took a long time to be resolved. Maybe the challenges prepared you to be more patient. What are you prepared to do because of the challenges you've been through? You know, you may even realize you're better at dealing with challenges than you realize. 
You may be the voice of calm and reason in the midst of chaos, in family challenges or work challenges. See what I mean? It's pondering what have the challenges prepared you to do instead of dwelling on the challenge only. Once you ponder what your challenges have prepared you to do, then you can look at an even greater question, or I hope a more uh, meaningful question. How can you leverage the lessons learned during your past challenges to help you move forward now? I think that's the ultimate point I'd like to convey. How can you leverage the lessons learned during your past challenges to help you move forward now? Become aware of the growth that you've experienced during challenges. That awareness can strengthen you and remind you that you are capable as you face future trials and challenges and can help you to keep pressing forward. Does that make sense? I'm sure my guest today is going to share some insight on this topic. He is someone I am super excited to have on the show. I've known him a long time. As when I was in college, he was the dean of students at my alma mater, Talladega College. My guest today is Dr. Joe Lee. Committed to educating the youth in his community after college, Dr. Lee returned to his former high school, Southern Normal, Southern Normal School in Bruton, Alabama, to teach biology, chemistry, and physics. In 1971, he went back to his alma mater, Talladega College, yay, Diga, <laughs> where over the years he served in numerous capacities, which culminated in 1994 with him being named Vice President for Academic Affairs and Provost. Between 1995 and 2008, Dr. Lee served as President of Tubalo College in Mississippi and Alabama State University in Montgomery, Alabama. At Tubalo, he balanced the $6 million budget while he oversaw major upgrades to the 132-year-old campus. During Dr. Lee's tenure, Alabama State University was approved to offer its first of several doctoral programs, and the school witnessed an extensive multi-million dollar building program. Dr. Lee has a vast, robust experience with board appointments at the national regional, and local levels of civic, educational, and community service organizations. A sampling includes his chairing the advisory board of the National Institute of Minority Health, Family, and Community Violence Prevention Program, serving on the national board for the United Negro College Fund, a director for the United Way Board in Jackson, Mississippi, while in Jackson, he also served on the board of directors of the Jackson Area American Red Cross. And at the same time, he was a mentor for Powell Middle School and Poindexter Elementary School. While president at Alabama State, 
Dr. Lee served on the board of directors of the Metro YMCA, the Montgomery Area Red Cross, and the Montgomery Area Chamber of Commerce's Committee of 100. During this period, Dr. Lee was also appointed by the Secretary of Defense to a federal appointment on the Air Force's Air University Board of Visitors. Because of his dynamic leadership, Dr. Lee has received numerous citations and awards, such as the United Negro College Fund Individual Excellence Award, an annual scholarship named in his honor by the Greater Talladega Area Chamber of Commerce, and he is the first recipient of the annual Elise R. Colson Award from the Council of National Alumni Association. Dr. Lee retired in 2010, but came out of retirement to serve as Provost and Vice President for Academic Affairs at Cambridge College in Cambridge, Massachusetts until January 2012, when he resumed his retirement and moved to Florida, where he enjoys time with his family. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the beloved Dr. Joe Lee. Dr. Joe, welcome to the Making Inspired Choices radio show. Hi, Linda. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Well, thank you very much. I, I am I am just ecstatic to be with you this morning. Uh, I'm nervous, so if I hit the wrong button and cut us off, please tell me uh, to get me back. And and uh, and it's just it's just really good to be with you. As you were reading those things, I said, "Who is she talking about?" But uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you know that the vision for this broadcast, as I've shared with you, is to grow a community and give hope and encouragement and to inspire and even challenge listeners to make the kind of choices that move their lives forward. So I know that your being here today is going to contribute greatly to that vision. So let's jump right in. Tell me something about yourself that I did not include in your bio. Well, uh, I, I don't want to take up the entire program talking about Joe Lee, but Linda, I, I grew up uh, poor. I grew up poor in South Alabama. Uh, there were nine children in the family, six boys and three girls. And if you can believe it, I, I was, I think, about second to the, to the smallest boy. The, uh, I mean, uh, the rest of them were larger than I am, so... That uh, that tells you something in itself. Uh, but at the age of six, uh, I had um, I contracted polio, and uh, I was uh, in in a German elementary school at Southern Normal, and I got scratched and I didn't bleed. Only a clear liquid came out. They rushed me to the hospital, and I spent the next eleven months in the hospital uh, with polio. And I weighed uh, 35 pounds, uh, and and I had uh, a lot of people who prayed for me and who stayed with me and and who uh, made sure that I had the best that I could get as a young black boy growing up in in the town of Bruton, Alabama. Uh, 
So uh, among among all men, I'm richly blessed because I went on to do some things that that uh, were not in the forecast for me under those conditions. Wow. I, uh, I want to talk more about, about this because uh, I it's something I didn't know, and, you know, it's not something that you um, – I've ever heard you share until until now. So, boy, that's a that's a huge uh, that's a huge piece of life to spend in the hospital and as a child and with with polio. Um, I'm sure that well, that topic alone uh, relates to this topic of what have your challenges prepared you to do. But before I get into that further. Just looking over your lifetime, um, Dr. Joe, what would you say have been um, one of the common themes in your life over the years? Well, I, I think the, 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 the most common theme is not to let people or your conditions dictate your station in life. Um, mm. You know, uh, you, can, you can let either or both put you in a position of saying that I will never be able to accomplish anything. And, and mm-hmm. I just, uh, you, you know, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Linda, for my uh, coughing and going on right now, some chemicals mm-hmm. outside, but I, I can recall uh, when I was small, um, you know, wanting to do things and, and uh, hearing uh, people in the community saying, well, you know, he'll never do that because he didn't have the resources to do it or, or what have you. And and then there were people at at each station that provided an opportunity. And I said, you know, I, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. I'm going to do this. But that goes all the way from, from being in a semi-coma and hearing the doctors tell my parents, I would not survive the night and, and suggested to them, that they should call uh, my family together and make a decision on the, on my future uh, because, uh, you know, in the morning they would have to make some other decision. And, uh, and my father was a laborer and did anything he could find to, to keep the family going. And my mother was a domestic, and she would uh, keep some other people's children all day and come home and take care of her own children. And 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 then, you know, at that time in my life, uh, I was in a town where there was a small ward for black patients, and we didn't have the best of things. But even my father would come in the evening after getting off from work and bring coal and wood to to heat the pot-bellied stove that was in the middle of the floor. Uh, you know, there, there are those who don't remember that because they didn't go through it. But um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was a very challenging time, and and you had to be able to 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 deal with hearing that you won't make it, uh, and and that mm-hmm. was that was a common refrain that you won't make it. Uh, when I when when I got in high school, I mean when I got when I got out of uh, the hospital, I was up to mm-hmm. date because there were teachers who brought my work to the hospital and a nurse who took care of me. And, and made sure that I did homework and some other things. And when I, you know, when I went on and 
and and I said I want to play football because I I could walk again and some other things. There were those who said you can't do it because you had polio. Uh, when when I when I graduated from school, uh, there uh, a lot of people said, "What are you going to do now?" And the only thing I could look forward to was working on an experiment farm that was located in Bruton, Alabama, uh, that was run by Auburn University. But I couldn't think about going to Auburn University. And 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 I and then there was a guidance counselor who said, "You're gonna you're gonna do something, boy. You're not gonna stay here." And and May Graham Young said, "You're going to college." And she called Talladega, and said, "I have." some students I want uh, uh, to give a scholarship and I want them in school this coming year. And that was like three weeks before school started. And, and, and the, the list goes on and on. And I think about those times and each progression and knowing that mm-hmm. there was a, there was a person that had a vested interest in, in, in what I could do and saw something in me that mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily see, but I just, I, I just refused to let uh, an opportunity pass or let people down who decided that there was something that I had to contribute to society. And, and, and here I am. I mean, and that goes all the way through a, a lot of opportunities that I've had to, to dine with kings and queens and presidents and to travel mm-hmm. throughout this country and this, and, and this world. And, and, and all because uh, somebody saw something in me a long time ago and that's been uh, my thesis for the people that I have worked with, or that, that I had an opportunity to to provide an opportunity for as as uh, a person in higher education. Ladies and gentlemen, I I hope you all are able to take all of that in. That uh, that's a lot. That is really a lot. Um, Joe, Doctor Joe, how long? How long? Were you affected by the polio from what age to what age would you say? Um, it 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 uh, it hit me uh, at the age of six, and um, and and until I was about eight or nine, uh, it was it was uh, affecting my ability to 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 move and to do some things, but. But but mm-hmm. only only during that period in the hospital did I have braces on my on, on my legs. I, I weighed thirty five pounds as I said before, and and uh, Miss Stallworth used to put me on her shoulder while she made my bed uh, because she took a special interest in me uh, as uh, a nurse at the hospital. And and uh, uh, when 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 I had uh, the, the 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 braces, she would tell my mother to to uh, massage my legs when I got home and and uh, mm-hmm. for those uh, who are old school and would rem- remember uh, you know we, we we counted a lot on on herbs and and, and other things mm-hmm. when we lived in the woods and that's where I lived mm-hmm. but my mother my mother and daddy would make a concoction out of tallow and and some something that they gathered in the woods and and uh, mm-hmm. and mixed with that tallow and massage my legs in fact, performing a kind of physical therapy at that time, and they didn't even know what they were doing. But but mm-hmm. it, it helped me to to regain the use of muscles and what have you. Uh, but Linda, you know the, the the funny thing about it is that, uh, and 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 I hope you'll forgive me for for mentioning this, but I have to tell you, 
And when I when mm-hmm. when the doctor uh, called my family together and told them that I was going to pass, they said that um, there is no way to my father and my mother that you're going to be able to take care of his hospital bill. So there's a university mm-hmm. that wants to uh, use his body to study the effects of, uh, of polio on muscles and the bones and some other things. And I'm I'm here in the bed with some braces on my legs at that time and some weights because they had started to try to draw up on me. But uh, but my, okay. my folks said no because they figured that if it was God's desire that that they would uh, that that they would find a way to pay my bill and, and and to pay for me. And as I think about it, I know that that they weren't able to pay that bill. Somebody mm-hmm. helped them. And they never told me about it. But uh, those same people, uh, including that doctor, Dr. Robert E. Lau, who said, uh, you know, this is what they have offered, and it's an opportunity for you to take care of something that's going to follow you for a while. Uh, I think he contributed. I know Mrs. Stallworth contributed. I know there were teachers mm-hmm. that I had that contributed. And, and, and they were angels on my shoulders. And, and made it possible for me to uh, get to the next level. But uh, to, to, to answer your question again, I was about eight or nine, maybe ten, and, and there were still some, uh, some things that were bothering me about my condition at that time, uh, and, and it followed me for a while. But a doctor cleared me to play football when I was, uh, when I was 16, and I, and I played high school football when I was 16. And, and, and I – here I was uh, in a condition where I was not to walk uh, at age six. So I knew, I knew that, that, that there were angels on my shoulders and God in my future when, when, in, in my present when, when, I was, uh, when I was growing up. Mm. So, that, so that's the common theme, huh, that you've, you've had angels on your shoulders over your lifetime. All, all, all of my life, all of my life. All of my life, in every step of my life, they've been there, and 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 as a result of that, I have I have a need to give back. I have a need to 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 uh, show my appreciation for all of those who who came uh, to my rescue, and and uh, and and I have a need to pay forward, to pay back, and mm-hmm. pay forward, and and in paying forward. Uh, Margie reminds me, in fact, she did, and Margie's my wife, for those who are saying, who is Margie? Uh, she reminded me that our desire in life will never be to, to be rich, and it hasn't been. It's to be comfortable, but every time we get something, we want to give something. And, uh, and so um, if anything comes through these hands, and and now she she'll say it before I say it. You know, let's let's help this person, let's help that person, and I feel good about that. It makes me feel so good. It really does to to give back. So you have you have taken challenges that I think I and many listeners probably can't even get our head around. Of as I understood it, a doctor was essentially telling your parents that you were not going to live and that they could d- donate your body? Yeah, that, it, was, it, that not, was it. 
and that your parents yeah. have encouraged to say no? Yeah. Well, we had this thing, and 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 I, every time, well, several several of my brothers and sisters have have passed, uh, but we had this thing where we would make uh, decisions as poor as we were. We'd make decisions around the dinner table, and and uh, and dad and mom took them home and 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 they told them what my condition was, and they said they voted, and they all voted no. We're not going to uh, to give him up, and. Uh, Every time I hear that, I get teary-eyed. And, and I remember mm-hmm. when I left Talladega to go to Tougaloo, my brother and sisters, uh, and they liked to sing. They used to sing in churches all over the place, uh, came and, and a tribute to me. One of my brothers uh, talked about that very situation that very evening when uh, mm-hmm. they met with my mom and dad. And and I almost lost it right there in that program by mm-hmm. uh I couldn't believe that that they were telling you know the public what I had gone through, uh, and 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 it 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 just it stayed with me for so long and uh, and it's hard to even talk about. It's hard to to believe that I came from that to to be able to give back in uh, as a as a college and university president. To give back as as a mentor, to give back as a as, as a husband and a father, uh, it's hard to believe that 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 was the case. And and, and that mm-hmm. common theme is God was in my life all the way. There is no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, I'm just amazed, you know, that your uh, humble beginnings and a trial that could very easily have shaped your view of the future as dim at best, uh, had the opposite effect, you know, that you came out of something like that feeling, well, where your family said, I'm just thinking in terms of saying no to the medical establishment back, you know, many years ago, where you're in a ward for black patients and uh, your parents can talk with your siblings and and they collectively say, no, we're not going to let you, in essence, let you die that way. And then to just embrace service and giving to others like you have, I'm I'm jumping ahead, but I is that would you say that um that particular challenge is one that helped to prepare you to be so mindful of giving back? Oh, without question. With without question. And and uh and and, and once you have uh once you have been in the position where uh you have exhausted uh, all of the resources that you have and your family has and, and everything else, mm-hmm. and, and you still see opportunity knocking on the door, you know that it had to be it had to be something greater than than what 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 was around you uh, mm-hmm. to, to put you in that in that position and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know to 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 have had an opportunity to to uh, 
serve on 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 committees that ha- have affected folk all over this this world and and to uh to lead some of the greatest institutions that you can imagine in this country um mm-hmm. that that's something that doesn't happen every day and you know that mm-hmm. it had to be by the grace of god it, it wasn't it wasn't by your doing at all and and so you know so so you have to give back you have to you have to make uh, available opportunity for others to to experience those same things uh if if we're going to move forward as a people as a country as a world mm-hmm. and uh and and i had i i, I uh, among all men have, have been richly blessed by the opportunity to serve and 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 then i add to that the opportunity to give back I am gonna. Uh, I want to just jump for uh, a moment forward. Um, you know, you were so beloved to all of us at Talladega, um, and you had a number of different roles while you were at Talladega. Um, <laughs> you know, students and student affairs and public relations, fundraising. Um, what would you just thinking back? Not not a correct or wrong answer. What stands out for you as one of your proudest moments of your time at Talladega? Wow, that's that's hard. Isn't that a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, this this might sound crazy to to uh, your listeners and to you, but but believe it or not, it was it was being dean of students. Mm-hmm. It was being it was being dean of students because I had a direct line to students. I had a I had direct contact with them. You know, I I, I um uh, that that was my proudest moment. And and believe it or not, uh and I'm sure that probably one of those students would be on this line right now. Uh, <laughs> they still call me Dean Lee. Oh uh, so so they never they never got uh, got away from that, and 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 they have grandchildren now, and they still call me Dean Lee, uh, and, and that gives uh, it makes me so it feels so good on the inside because I was their dean. Mm-hmm. Well, I can echo that. I mean, we we probably didn't know how good we had it when you were the dean of students, but it was. Uh, I think I speak for all Talladegans who were there during that time to say you were beloved for us. We we just felt your love and care toward us every single time we came in contact with you. So that is that is very memorable. Now, how about at uh, Tugalo? What would you say was one of your most proud moments there? Oh wow. Uh, hmm. Gee whiz! Um, I, I guess it was uh, uh, having an opportunity to work on on some area in some areas where where people had already started the ball rolling, but to mm-hmm. to move this this historic gate that was the entrance uh, to Tugaloo, uh to move move this gate to 
a more prominent position to the side because it had been hit by cars and and, and some other things, but to to move it and to restore it and to build a, a new entrance coming into the campus uh, where mm-hmm. people would see that gate in 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 um, in its in its grandest beauty uh, as they came and students as they came and and as graduates when they left uh, mm-hmm. because of the historic. Uh, position of, of, of Tougaloo in Mississippi because it was a safe haven. It was a place where civil rights uh, leaders and people who had been injured in, in marches and, 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 and in movement would come and they were, they were safe once they got through those gates and, and onto that campus. It was a, a safe haven. And, and, and although the institution had, 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 uh, uh, graduated some of the most prominent figures in this country. Uh, mm-hmm. Tougaloo was at the forefront of of the civil rights movement in in in, in Mississippi, and a lot of uh, uh, people who participated in this country uh, came there to train and to to live uh, during the summers uh, and and times when they were working on voter registration. Uh, but but to 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 help maintain that campus to help bring it back to its its beauty to to help with the with the refurbishing of of the historic Woodworth Chapel and all of the other uh, things that that uh, went on at at Tougaloo those those were proud moments. I it, it'll be very hard to separate one thing, but it was uh, one of, one of those things in in my life that was a defining moment for me and, and I and I appreciated that. I can I can hear it, Dr. Joe. Um well I love that while you were a part of national and regional and all of those boards that you were still mentoring the elementary school and middle school students. Oh <laughs> 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 my uh, yeah, that, that that was special. That was special. That sets a really powerful example for people who say, I don't have time. <laughs> if if you were president of the school and serving on all of those civic and um, educational boards and still mentoring young children, I just, I just applaud you for that. Um, Thank you. Now, how about Alabama State? Um, Is there, I know you did a lot for Alabama State. Does anything stand out for you as uh, something you're particularly proud of? Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, well, it it was, I guess, the the same thing. There were were programs uh, that had been... uh, Started that that needed uh, to be moved to the next level, and mm-hmm. and one in particular was the the doctor of uh, of uh, physical therapy uh, that was uh, on the on on the uh, planning board and 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 almost mm-hmm. at the point of implementation that I had an opportunity to to see to that point and it was right near the the president's house and. We would, uh, uh, I would go over and look at uh, 
uh, you know, some of the, the equipment that we had, never knowing that that I would be in need of physical therapy uh, the day mm-hmm. that I would get a knee replacement. And, and to see some of that same equipment and some of those same individuals who had graduated from that program uh, who told me before what I would have to go through, um, you know, that, that, that was a defining moment, a defining moment to see uh, the, the institution uh, maintain its place in the academic arena and, and recognized as, as a force in the area of, of education and, and in, in biomedical research and, and, and some other areas. Um, oh, there was so much. There was so much. I wish I could. Uh, wow. I can't talk about all of it, but uh, those were. I, I guess, and, and then there was there was one point where I had said to a professor uh, who uh, uh, at a at a faculty conference, and uh, that um, that I I hope that uh, you'll forgive forgive my telephone for ringing. Uh, no but I I. I had said to a professor once that um, that uh, when we serve as a university, it is our responsibility to meet the needs of the students. And in, in doing so, our students are our customers. And they got awfully upset with me to, to have the audacity to say, <laughs> or these two professors did, to have the audacity to say that, and education was a kind of a customer service. And I went on to explain that it is a point where students uh, must receive what they came looking for, or mm-hmm. if they don't, we, we have failed them. So if we don't mm-hmm. provide for them the services that they desire, then they have the wherewithal, the funds, the, the, you know, the, the family uh, support and everything else, to go find another mm-hmm. institution that will provide that for them. And in, in, yeah. in, in, in view of that, uh, we have to provide the best customer service. So they, anyway, mm-hmm. to make a long story short, they got a grant and they researched it. And a, a proud moment for me was for one of those professors to stand up and, in, in a faculty conference uh, a couple mm-hmm. of years later and say, we have finished yeah. our, uh, our uh, research and we've written this book, and within it, we refer to you as having challenged us in a faculty conference, and we are here to say that you were right. And I just, I almost lost it again. But it was a challenge that went forth in a faculty conference when that happened. Mm-hmm. And, and I still have that book, and I'm going to keep it forever because uh, <laughs> I was right for once in my life. <laughs> No, you've been right many times. <laughs> um, well, you just had tremendous success and impact in the academic arena, holding, you know, heavyweight senior leader positions at institutions and serving in the national and global arena uh, for years and years. I I always. Uh, have a pause with guests to say, my observation is sometimes when people are around blessed and accomplished people like yourself, they may not see your battle scars or the signs that you too have had low points or major life challenges. Now, you have shared one already that is pretty mind-boggling 
frankly, um, in terms of your beginnings and having polio in, in your childhood, um, would you say that has would you say that has been the most significant challenge, you know, of your, I would just ask of your lifetime to overcome that and then to move on and have a very uh, successful career in life? Linda, I would say uh, for two things, and they both, uh, and, and, and I call them my two Ps, polio and poverty. Uh, mm-hmm. Because as a family, um, as, as a family, uh, it was a treat to to buy to to get something that we call stovebox because uh, you know we we uh, we depended on uh, we depended on the rummage sales that were mm-hmm. held at Southern Normal when I was growing up, uh, where people, especially from Iowa, would uh, donate. Uh, uh, clothes and sometimes it would, you know, be things that came straight out of the store there, and and mm-hmm. my folks would go there and shop, and we could get a, we could get uh, pants and stuff, and 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 my dad who worked uh, as a greenskeeper on a golf course uh, would would mm-hmm. would get uh, shoes that people threw away and take the cleats off, and we'd wear those shoes to school and stuff. But poverty mm-hmm. and polio had an equal hand in being challenges that I thought that I would never you know, get, get past. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and as I said, you know, I, I've had the opportunities to do things that I never, never thought about, you know, uh, even at Talladega. And I say even at Talladega because there, a, a, a biology professor wanted me to apply for an opportunity to become the first park, black park ranger naturalist in Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And, and Dr. Dr. Uh, Sylvester Dorsey said, you know, we um, we want you to apply for it, and I applied for it. And the irony of that is that that I, uh, Grover, uh, um, uh, oh God, Grover's going to get forgive forgive me for not remembering his name, but um, he's, he was a Tougaloo graduate. Well, he was in he was a student at Tougaloo, and Robert Stone, mm-hmm. who uh, was a, uh, a student at Knoxville College, the three of us became the first three uh, black park rangers in Great Smoky Mountains National Park. And who 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 could imagine that that would have happened? But but wow. by the by what the grace of period? God and the power of Chaladega. I'm, I'm sorry. What time period was that, Dr. Joe? When you uh, became that a park was in ranger? 1966, 67. Wow. 66 67. Um at, at at the height of uh, some of the the racial discord in this country, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. Um, Grover Barnes, can... Gro- Grover Barnes was his name. Uh, Grover, <laughs> he he uh, he he uh, he ended up a medical doctor, and uh, I said ended up he became a medical doctor, and I think he's in uh, Memphis or the, the Memphis or the I think the Memphis area. Uh, but he was a, he's a Tougaloo graduate, and uh, so so my life has been involved. Uh, it has has been around Tougaloo and Talladega and Alabama State uh, <laughs> with the teachers that I had at Southern Normal all, all of my life, and uh, and it's been it's it's been trying to give back for for all that has happened to me during that time. 
Oh, this is this is so rich. It's so rich because it's uh, very descriptive. It's um, you're sharing the the depths of life challenges, and you know, and yet I think I think very pertinent to today's topic, which you know, the way that you see the challenges that you've had in your life, but that we've prepared you for next levels. And let me just ask you a word about, because it, it, it sounds to me like it prepared you for a life of service, but would you just say a little more about that in terms of, as you reflect back on what you've lived through, I'll just pose the question that I pose to the audience. What have your challenges prepared you to do? Well, it was exactly what you said uh, in your in, in your introducing your program today. It's 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 challenged me to 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 have faith, to to believe that 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 things can and will happen that will. Mm-hmm help you uh, in, in, in your, your desires. Um, it, it challenged me to, as I said before, to, to, to give back because I had to have, uh, I had to have uh, someone uh, giving, you know, to, to help me. Um, mm-hmm. It had, it, it helped me to say, you know, thank you to, to my mom and, and dad and to Marge's mom and dad for, Having uh, faith in in what I could do, and to and to and to think that think that Clara Woodson's and the Robert Lowe's and the Lou Poymans and the May Graham Youngs and Rutia Andrews and the list goes on and on uh, are to to thank them for uh, seeing something in a little black boy from a poor southern town. Well, the town wasn't poor. In fact, it had your it had the distinction of being one of the richest towns in the south, but it didn't it didn't rain on me. Uh it, it, it didn't come come to my area of town. But uh mm-hmm. to to help me to to accomplish some things in life that I never thought would happen uh because of my circumstances. Um it, it, it taught me to 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 have faith in my students, you know, and that's why being a dean of students, because I, I had, you know, at, in my position, I had to say goodbye to some students for a year or for six months who, who came back and finished, and, and, and I had to say goodbye for disciplinary reason or whatever, but they came back, and right today, they call me, and they, and, and they tell me that that was a defining moment in their lives when, when I said, you know, go home and get yourself straight and come back. And let's finish what you started. That that is something that had to develop out of the challenges that I that that I experienced as a child and as I experienced as as, as a uh, an adult, a young adult, moving into a time when when uh, when when people uh, you know didn't give you much credit for thinking yeah. uh, uh, for yourself at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like, I like, and I want to just underscore that, that your life challenges prepared you to have faith in your students. 
you could see something in them maybe beyond what they could see, just like you had experienced when maybe you couldn't see what was ahead. Mm. Audience, do you get that? The heart of this question, what have your challenges prepared you to do? Looking at and wrestling with that question is probably a really good use of time (laughs) versus dwelling in the challenge itself. Well, uh, let me just ask you something else before we uh, turn to see if we have any callers who want to join in on the discussion, Dr. Joe. Well, let me even say before, everything that you've shared just reminds us that we've all, if we look back, we all have probably had very hard challenges or highly stressful times to cope with at some point in our lives. But I'm inspired. I am really inspired to hear how very humble your beginnings were and how you, you know, just work through challenge after challenge, having the angels who believe in you to keep you going forward, going forward, and you just, you you didn't let any limit uh, stand in your way. So I, I just, I hope the audience is, is relating to just what is possible when you take the limits off. But before before I open the phone lines, I want to <clears throat> come all the way up to today. And you are now retired and enjoying family and life in Florida. This year seems to be going by extremely fast to me, Dr. Joe. Is it for you? <laughs> <laughs> every every day goes by rapidly as you move into the twilight years. Uh, yes, it, it, it time is flying, but but I am enjoying yeah. retirement. Wonderful. What are you What are you most looking forward to in the second half of this year? I am looking forward to getting uh, uh, town hall meetings set up that will uh, provide me an opportunity to talk with some of uh, my. Uh, former students, uh, uh, some younger uh, recent uh, alumni of uh, Talladega, about getting more involved in in, in the uh, survival and the thriving of uh, our alma mater. Uh, we, we've got to give back. We've got to get involved. We've got to seek out opportunities for the school. Uh, we've got to do a lot of things, but I have the unique opportunity of serving as vice president of the National Alumni Association of Talladega. And and, and the the other the second part of this year, I'm gonna get these graduates to to talk to me and, and talk to us and tell us mm-hmm. uh, some things that we ought to be thinking about doing and and and, 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 and other things that we can do to to uh, move our our university to the next to the next level. And I know it's going to happen. I just, I know it's going to happen. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I want want to pause right there and let's open up the phone lines and see if we have any callers who want to get in on this uh, inspiring, just fantastic discussion. 
Callers, if there are any of you out there who would like to call and have a comment, we want to hear from you. We uh, bring guests in who we believe will openly share their journeys and their lessons and choices to give you some encouragement and uplift. And I think Dr. Dr. Jolie has certainly done that. So if you'd like to join the discussion, call us right now at one. <laughs> Six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. That's one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. If you'd like to make a comment or you have something you'd like to ask, just call us right now at one six four six. Seven one six nine three nine seven. Dr. Joe, as we're waiting for callers to join us, um, I um, I love to ask my guests about their bucket list. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there uh, or share with us one or two things on your bucket list or your your life list that you haven't done yet that you really want to do? You know, ironically, ironically, the, the, the one thing that's on my bucket list is to go to Brazil. And uh, I, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm sort of... <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that, that, that's the one thing that, that's on there. The other, the other thing is to... Uh, is to uh, I, I, I I can't think of anything else that I want to do because I, I have been so richly blessed by God that that I've been able to travel and to and and and, and to do some other things. I I even mm-hmm. I even have the distinction of having a road named after me in my in in in, in Talladega, Alabama. Uh, what, who, who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. tell you, so, I tell you, I'm learning a lot here. Let me invite this caller to join us. We have okay. a caller holding at 1404-766 area code. Caller, if you would mute, if you would press mute on the computer. Let me invite this caller to join us. We have a caller at 404-766. If you mute your computer and press 1, you're on live with us. Hello? Caller at 404-766-PREFIX. If you press 1, you're on live with us. Okay. Hello. Well, maybe there's. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. My yes. name is well, Darlene. I'm... My name is Darlene Neely, and I'm from Talladega, Alabama. And I just wanted uh, to share one thing uh, that Joe left out. Sure, he belonged <laughs> to the college, but he belonged to the people in the community. Loved him, and they still talk about him because he was mm. a very giving. 
a very humble and a very unselfish person, and they embraced him. Oh, thank you, darling. Oh, That's all I got to say. Darling. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Thank you. thank you for your call. I'm going to go to another caller who may just be listening in, but I'm going to check if that caller has a comment. Caller at prefix 404-691, area code 404-prefix-691. If you would like to make a comment. Yes. Hi, Linda. It's Linda. Hi. It's Linda Simmons. Lee. Dr. Lee. Yes. Hi, it's Linda Simmons. You know I had to call to speak to Dr. Lee. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dr. Lee, when you said you had a rose named after you at Talladega, is it a black strong rose? else 
and that makes the challenge feel a little more bearable, or that's what I hope. <laughs> Thank you. It was you. a pleasure, Dr. Thank Lee. Take care of yourself and give our regards to Mrs. Lee. Thank you. I will. You know what else, Dr. Lee? Whenever we see you, whenever we, and I mean the collective we, see you at alumni, yes. we, we are just so thrilled like little kids. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Oh, okay. Thank All you right. so much for calling. Thank you. We have a caller at uh, area code five seven four two nine eight prefix. Caller at five seven four two nine eight prefix. If you press Hello? one, you're online with us. Hello. Go right ahead. Hello. Yes, go right ahead. Yes, this is Leonard Smith calling from Granger, Indiana. And mm-hmm. I'm a very good friend and friend of Joe Lee. Uh, he was a uh, graduate shortly after my wife and I graduated. And he was there when my son was there and other members of the family. And uh, we go way back. And when you talk about giving, Joe is one person who I personally know that has given so many ways, not just financially, but, you know, with his heart and soul to Talladega College and to mm-hmm. education. And I would just like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, heard the program, and I want to let Joe know that we are there for him, uh, all, you know, through whatever things that he, uh, you know, is, you know, going through right now. But he is definitely a pillar at the, uh, the alumni of, uh, of Talladega College. Thank, Thank you, Leonard. I love how he said that you're a pillar. I think that's what I'm going to start referring to you as, Dr. Oh, Joe, a pillar. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank thank you, you so Leonard. much, Joe. And I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Andre know, my son, he's in Lansing, Michigan, that uh, I talk with you, and Kathy says hello, too. Thank you Please so much. Please give my regards to Kathy. Thank you. I will certainly do that, Joe. Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for calling. We have another caller on the line, Dr. Lee. I told you, your fan club. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a caller at a 410-484 prefix. Caller, press 1 and you're on live with us. Hello? Yes. Hello. My name is Matthew Bowie. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I know Joe very well. I, I graduated from Talladega College a few years before Joe, but I had the privilege of going back to Talladega to spend some time as an employee. And Joe was there at that time, and he taught me much. My past experiences had nothing to do with college administration. I had been in cancer research. Went back to Talladega as director of alumni affairs, and of course, alumni affairs was Joe's his area. Well, Joe had those specific area. Joe was the kind of person who knew how to do everything. He, did, he was not afraid to get his hands dirty. He would pitch in, and, and you know, we tell young people, if you get a job, don't wait to be told. If you see something that needs to be done, just do it. Well, Joe is that kind yeah. of person. He, well, thank he, you, he had expertise almost in every area. 
and he made life much easier for me in my years at Talladega, and we just loved him to death. And, of course, mm-hmm. many of my family have graduated from Talladega, and we're so happy that Joe's involved with us as vice president of the National Alumni Association. Joe, we love you, and it's just wonderful to hear this program and to know that you're aboard. You are really a Talladega College icon. Thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt Bowie, and you're somewhat of a pillar yourself in Talladega uh, <laughs> land, so thank you so oh, much. Oh, yeah. Matt's whole family. <laughs> Matt's whole family is uh, to be commended on their support of the institution. Absolutely. Well, we have another caller on um, on the line, Dr. Joe, at 770-981 prefix. Um, caller, press 1, and you're on the air live with us. Hello? Yes. Go yes. right ahead. Okay. Mr. President, you know who I am, your classmate, <laughs> Daisy. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, Joe and I go all the way back until we um till we were we were freshmen at Talladega College. He was a leader then, still a leader. Mm-hmm. After listening to today's program, Dr. Joe, I am even more proud of you. Thank you. You, you were an inspiration to me then. Amongst all the other things that we went through as students, and even now, you still being an inspiration to me and to young people everywhere. And I just thank you for it, and I love you even more. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I tell you, it is Jolie Day. Wow! Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you so much, caller. Okay. <clears throat> We have another caller on the line, Dr. Lee. Uh, caller at 770-962-PREFIX. Press 1, and you are on with us live. Dr. Lee? Yes? This is Zenda Bowie. Oh, my. <laughs> I am delighted to be able to call in. It's important to me to be able to say that it's a privilege to work with Dr. Lee on our uh, National Alumni Association Board. And one of the things that he has done is to inspire us, to encourage us, to admonish us relevant to what we do about giving back, that it's not only our our service as individuals, but we have to give of our resources. And he has really been a staunch supporter of that, reminding us to look around at other colleges that are not faring nearly as well as Talladega. I've listened to the number of times he's called the name of that college, and it it continues to be inspiring. It's good to hear the story. It's good to know that there is a struggle. But, Dr. Lee, you continue to struggle with us, for us, and um, it is just an absolute delight. So thank you for all you do, and don't quit now. Thank you, Madam President. <laughs> Enjoying oh, the show. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you so much for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I tell you, 
I'm glad I used the word beloved. That's that's the word that came to me about you, Dr. Jill, and I I love that uh, so many others feel the same way. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to leave the phone lines open if anyone else would like to join our conversation while I ask Dr. Lee just a couple of other questions. You can call us at one six four six seven one six. Nine three nine seven. That's one six four six seven one six nine three nine seven. Okay, Doctor Joe, um, what a meaningful and inspiring conversation. I mean, a really, really meaningful and inspiring conversation that I could continue and continue. Um, but I just want to, a couple of other things I would love to ask about um, as we're getting ready to wind up our time today. What do you feel the Holy Spirit nudging you to do um, in, this, in this time period in your life, in this season? Are you getting any nudges of things to do or to do? If you ask if you if you're asking me to read between the lines uh, 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 about the ministry, I must tell you that uh, when I graduated from from uh, the high school, I did have a desire to go to seminary. Uh, but but really? uh, Linda, I, I'm I'm too old now to to, to do that. Uh, it, but but my my. Uh, my sense of, of responsibility uh, says to continue to help to try to provide opportunities for those who uh, are now uh, less fortunate than, than I, but who mm-hmm. have a desire to make uh, um, a contribution to society. And, and that's mm-hmm. by uh, making sure that the doors of opportunity stay open at, at Talladega, at Tougaloo, at Alabama State, uh, because uh, these individuals, uh, just as I did, need places, uh, including, and I must say, and at Cambridge College, to to make sure mm-hmm. that the doors of opportunity are open because these these individuals need a place that's comfortable, that supports them, that believes in them, and that provides a, a faculty and staff that's concerned about the bottom line of the human endeavor, and that's to make sure that these students go on and, 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 and get that education to make that contribution to society. And I know that I know what they have because I've been there, and, and I know mm-hmm. what they can do because I've seen it and I've experienced it. And I know that they're worth to this country because when you look every nook and cranny, in government, in, in, in education, in medicine, in mm-hmm. law, and the list mm-hmm. goes on and on, uh, you're going to see uh, these individuals making a difference in, in, in this country. And you are uh, right up there at the top with them. And I thank you for this opportunity today to, to be here and to say something about my experience because it had it not been for these institutions I wouldn't be talking to you, and 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 mm-hmm. our paths never would have crossed. So thank you. That's so true. 
That's so true. Thank you. I have another I have another caller on the line, Dr. Joe. Um, caller at 813-962-PREFIX. Press 1 and you're on live with us. No. Caller at, yes. Yes, yes go ahead. I was just calling. I heard Joe say he was too old for the ministry. <laughs> and I wanted to remind him that Moses was 80 when he started. <laughs> And therefore, Joe still has a few years before he can get ready. <laughs> Caller, do you want to identify yourself? Yeah, this is Norman Campbell. Uh, I've known Joe since I was a freshman at Talladega. And I was just calling to encourage him as he has encouraged us. Uh, thank you, Norma. Well, I, I will just clarify on your behalf, Joe, that I I wasn't trying to infer about going right into the ministry, <laughs> but I was interested in, you know, just the Holy Spirit speaks to all of us. It's just where yeah. we are tuned in. So I, I appreciate your answer. And thank you. Thank you, Norman, for calling in. Yes. <laughs> we have another caller on the line uh, caller at 703-887-PREFIX. This is my favorite caller. Press 1 and you're on live with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> Dr. Joe Lee, right I, am, I am Richard Spike Jones, husband of Linda Stevens-Jones. It's finally glad oh. to meet you. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard so many wonderful things about you over the years. And I must say that you are the Alpha Lara Vega of Talladegans. And you are. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've, I've just uh, really and, been. In... Go ahead, sir. No, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing Linda with all of us <laughs> and, and, and the great work that she's doing because oh, yes. uh, she, this is, this is very important. And, and a lot of the things that I talked about today, I had not thought about until mm-hmm. I had a conversation with her. Uh, mm-hmm. How how important those things were to me, yes. and and I know that she is she's reaching a lot of people, and that's very much needed. And thank yes. you. Yes, yes, sir. And and I I share that too. I'm just really impressed with with what what she is doing, what she's done, and in helping to help so many people and learning how to make more inspired choices in their lives. But I've just taken a lot of notes, Doctor Jolie, of, of things you said today. I'm I'm just just really, I'm going to keep these, and, and, and as I continue on my journey in life, I'm, I'm going to use some of these as some of my models to, <laughs> uh, to work well, by. Thank you. Um, yeah. One, one of the things, your, your, your thought and statement that even you know, a person of, of meager means can give back and, and can give back freely to others and so forth. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm well, really inspired you. by how you've overcame challenges, major challenges, your life yeah. and and your your feelings of and remembrances of angels looking over your shoulders, I can definitely definitely attest to that from uh, from my my years. Um, love that you've had a very God centered loving family, a strong family, uh, even with meager means, or a very very strong family. Your your thoughts about the two P's, polio and poverty. Um, that mm-hmm. those will stay with me for a while. You're having Thank faith you. in God and yourself. 
your willingness to op- openly give to others, as I spoke about earlier, and your faith in your students who excel even when in earlier times you didn't think that they would, but they, they excel. Thank you so much for um, uh, improving our lives from your presentations today, sir. It's finally good Thank to talk you. to you. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Thank you, Coach Linda. Thank you so much, Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I, I know you must be very uh, proud. <laughs> he, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a great guy. Thank you for, for answering that call. He is a super great guy. Uh, Dr. Jolie, I, um, I can't thank you enough for, for being my guest today. What you have shared will be helpful to so many, and I believe it will result in someone out there who's listening making inspired choices in their own lives. Um, I believe that um, we will get great feedback from today. And to our listeners and callers, I wanted to say, remember, after the show, you can go over to Facebook, the Making Inspired Choices page, for the after show discussion. I'm going to invite Dr. Joe Lee to come over there as well. <laughs> so, okay. Dr. Joe, <laughs> do you have any shout-outs before we close the show today? Oh, I have to shout-out to my, my wife, Margie. Uh, uh, a dedicated Alabama State graduate, but uh, we love her anyway at Talladega. She knows that. <laughs> but, uh, That's right. <laughs> uh, and, and, to, and to my son, they are, and, and grandsons, they are away uh, on vacation right now, but uh, having a great time, but I'm very proud of, of all of them. Uh, uh, my, my daughter-in-law's birthday. Happy birthday, Luanda. So uh, mm-hmm. it's it's a great day. It's a great day, and and to Doctor and and Mrs. Baker in Montgomery, uh, I always think about them and 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 their challenges, and I, I love them dearly. So that's that's what I I know you mess up when you start calling names, uh, but there are thousands <laughs> of people whose names I should call. But I had to uh, I had to say uh, hello to them. We give you grace. Any any folk who didn't get a verbal shout-out, Dr. Joe's giving you a shout-out from the heart. You all know him and know that. I can't yes. thank you enough, um, Dr. Thank Joe. You, for, thank you. Uh, to our listeners out there, before we close, if you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, please email me at Linda on lcrn at gmail.com. I hope you'll mark your calendars to join our next show on the second Tuesday of July, July 12th, at 12 noon Eastern time, when my guest will be Executive Manager and Military Veteran, Mr. Joe Alexander. You will not want to miss what he has to share with us. Ladies out there, if you or anyone you know is interested in the benefits of coaching, you can go to my website, www.lindastevensjones.com, that's lindastevensjones.com, to learn more about my coaching and to schedule a, a discovery session with me. Before I close, I want to give a shout-out to everyone out there dealing with a major challenge today. 
whether it's your health, your family, finances, career, or any other major important facet of your life where you are experiencing a challenge. I pray that you can endure and grow through grow your faith through the challenge and that you have a better day ahead. Listeners and all of our callers, thank you so much for being a part of this community. And I hope you heard something from us that encouraged you today. Remember to help me spread the word about the Making Inspired Choices radio show. And go over to the Making Inspired Choices Facebook page and like the page and let us uh, hear your comments. Remember, our next broadcast is July 12th at 12 noon Eastern Time. Until then, make inspired choices and stay blessed.